Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for FCA here in Idaho. And our co-host this morning is Sean Rooney, our director for FCA in Canyon County. Sean, it's great to have you here. Excited to be here again, Ken. Well, and folks, we have a, a special guest that's on, on the phone lines with us today. It's a former NFL Hall of Famer and former Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Brown. Tim, we're so glad to have you on the air today. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Well, Tim, we are excited to have you here in Boise in a couple weeks. Uh, I know you're going to be speaking at the our, our famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast on December 20th. So thanks for taking the time today to be on the air or on the show, and we're excited to have you come to Boise. Have you ever been to Boise before? Yeah, I actually uh, called. The, I used to call games for ESPN, so I, I was up there calling the game uh, for ESPN a couple times. So, uh, yeah, so looking forward to being back up there. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, I remember that. I remember when you used to call for them. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, if you're interested in, in attending the bowl breakfast, it's Thursday, December twentieth at seven thirty, and it's the day before the bowl game. And uh, Tim will be our our keynote speaker, and um, we'll have a, a testimony from a player from each of the two teams playing in the bowl game. And uh, and so you can get more information about that breakfast at fcaidaho.org, and you can sign up and register for a ticket or a table. And and uh, so we're excited to to have you come up tim and and we're lo- really looking forward to what the lord is going to bring through you uh t- the message to d- to deliver uh, to us and and the two teams playing in the game yeah well you know i think i've learned over the years you know the uh, best thing that you can do in these situations uh or this atmosphere i should say is uh, show people your heart you know it's you know it's um you know, easy to try and show people how intelligent you are and how much you know about the Bible. But, you know, my pastor says all the time, when people see your heart and see what God has done, you know, and changing your heart uh, from thinking one way to, to thinking another way, uh, you know, that's where, you know, the conversion comes and that's where people, you know, lock in with you. So I um, I love uh, these opportunities to speak to young folks and to speak to any group that I'm put in front of for the most part. But um, this is uh, this is exciting for me, no doubt about it. Well, that's this is exciting to have you, uh, Tim. And man, you're you're spot on about um, you know the heart, you know, um, and it's incredible. You know, we're we're look we're looking at some of the amazing things uh, that you have accomplished in the NFL um, and now uh, a Hall of Famer. Um, man, we are we're we're excited and 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 it's incredible too. We have right here in front of us uh, is your book, The Making of a Man, um, mm-hmm. and. I, I, it's now on um, on my list of books to read to dive further into. So I have we have not yet get um, been able to go into it. But um, tell us a little bit about um, you know what what motivated you to to put the pen to paper and, and to 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 write this book, The Making of a Man. Well, I, I really wanted to uh, talk about my conversion and you know growing up in a church and been born and raised in church and uh, really stepping away from what God wanted me to do uh, for so many years and uh, but at the same time understanding that uh, God was 
uh, reeling me back in the whole time. <clears throat> as hard as I was fighting it and uh, thinking that I could do all this on my own, uh, he kept showing me how it was him that was doing all this stuff for me. And, um, you know, once I got that, once I really locked in and understood that all my life God had been setting me up, it was it was overwhelming, really. I mean, you know, to think that, you know, uh you have been used as a pawn by God to uh to be in a position to 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 uh possibly help men and young men and and even women to uh, to be able to see this thing differently. And we wanted to put that in the book. You know, I think uh, when you get into it and read it, you know, uh, yes, there's some football stories in there. We talk about football. Um, but I think, you know, the basis of the book is, is biblical um, teachings, you know, and um, – and um, we try to utilize as many as we possibly could into examples of my life. And um, and some of them get a little hairy. You know, you may not want your 12, 13, 14-year-old kid reading that book, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's because I, I, I get in-depth into some of the things that I dealt with early in my life and, um, and sort of paid the path uh, for uh, how I was going to respond to certain things later on in life. So, uh, but... You know, but I think from that standpoint, man, I think, uh, you know, I, I get I get a lot of compliments on the book because I think people thought it was going to be a high score, a hundred touchdown book. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and certainly that's not the case. We talk about football, but uh, uh, my whole, uh, the, the thing that I want to get out of uh, uh, people reading the book uh, is, you know, people say, hey, man, because of you, I read the Bible more. And um, because that's the one thing that I'm trying to do, uh, put out a tweet or something on Facebook every day. And uh, at the bottom, I always say, read the Bible. Hell is real. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's uh, that's just what I'm trying to get done. Well, that's great. I know, Tim, I was I'm like, Sean, we're just starting your book kind of together. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but mm-hmm. there was a part of it that, that was talking about um, you just mentioned just uh, about the what's going on in our country as far as millions of moms that are trying to raise their kids on their own and, and mm-hmm. that teen young teen boys and uh, that are uh, thinking that being a man is possibly, you know, like being, getting a tattoo or the, the car they drive mm-hmm. or how much money mm-hmm. they have and that kind of thing. And, and so I, that's really intrigued us both as we're looking at this and, uh, and, and, and just, you know, wanting to, like you're saying, you know, point people to Jesus, um, and, and his word. But, um, I mean, those, those, those ideas and those things going on in our country really, uh, really grabbed us as far as what, what some of this book is about. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I relate a story in there about, you know, uh, my first son, <clears throat> how I didn't do it the way God wants us to do it. And, um, you know, and I had a choice at that, that time where, you know, I was, a rookie in NFL had a pocket full of money, uh, where I could have very easily just sent money uh to his mom and, you know, they would have had a nice life. Uh but, you know, I made the very difficult decision not only to be a part of the kid's life, but to bring him to Dallas where I lived. Hmm. And um so where every off season, you know, starting when he was uh, a year old, he was born Super Bowl Sunday, uh, my rookie year in 1989, January 22nd. Um, but when I got home the following year, 
you know, I went to Newark, New Jersey, picked him up by myself, brought him to uh, Texas, and he stayed with me until I left to go back to school. I mean, go back to uh, play football. And, um, you know, I didn't have to do that, but it was my responsibility. Uh, it was uh, it was something that I had to do. Uh, otherwise, I, I didn't feel as if I could move on with my life. And today, that 29-year-old kid is a nurse at Children's Hospital here in Dallas, and, and uh, the life of our family, whenever he's around, no doubt about that. So, um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, in these days and times, you know, it's so easy to pass the buck and to, um, to say it's not my responsibility, whatever it is. And I know that's a big deal. We may be talking about smaller deals, but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, when it all comes down to it, you know, you always want to be accountable. You always want to be accountable to to the people that you're around. And most importantly, you got to be accountable to God, because mm-hmm. if you're accountable to God, chances are you're going to be accountable to your brother, to your sister, to, to everybody who's around you also. Wow. Just your humility of sharing that and, and saying, Hey Lord, I need your help to, to go do this and, 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 you know, stand up and, and, and take, take on that responsibility. That's, that's awesome. And I know you had to have strength from the Lord to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that uh, you had a lot of coaches in your life and in your athletic career. And um, I know that coach Lou Holtz, you have, he says in your book, it says, Tim was the best and most intelligent player I ever coached. <laughs> that was from coach Lou Holtz. I mean, that's, that's quite a, quite a statement, a statement from coach coach Holtz. And, uh, um, what about the influence of coaches in your life over the time of your athletic career from when you were a kid to playing in the NFL and everywhere in between, what kind of influences did coaches have on you? Yeah, you know, I, I got to revisit that Coach Holtz thing. Uh, I, I used to tell people, yeah, that uh, that compliment, it sounds like an incredible compliment until you look at some of the colleges he was at before. Then he's like, wait a minute, I don't know if that's a big compliment or not. <laughs> 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 but, you know, but let me, you know, look, it, there's no doubt, man, you know, there was a time in my life where, you know, my relationship with my father, uh, pretty much all during my high school days, was not where it needed to be. You know, uh, because of some things that happened, you know, when I was in junior high school, um, you know, we just didn't have that relationship. So, um, and it was very frustrating. I didn't understand because I knew I was trying to be the best kid I could possibly be. Um, but, you know, and I wasn't old enough to understand what my father was going through. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it was, uh, it was tough. It was a tough, tough situation. But because I was playing football and basketball and track and running track, you know, I was always around these coaches. And every once in a while, they would see me, you know, by myself with my head down or something. And, you know, we'll get into a little conversation. And, and they were just saying, you know, they would tell me, look, your dad is going through this or going through that, you know, but it's not you. You know, just understand it's not you. You're doing everything that, you know, and if not for that support, if not for that positive feedback, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's you know, sitting where I'm sitting today, it's hard to believe that I wouldn't have, uh, you know, I would have done something other than what I what I did. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have, if uh, if not for, you know, uh, those coaches being able to, um you know, encourage me in the ways that they encouraged me at that particular time. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I am so grateful, you know, um, if not for Lou Holtz, there's no, there's no Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Brown. I can tell you that. So, uh, what he did for me, uh, from a confidence, 
uh, standpoint on the football field, uh, turned me into the player that I was mentally. Physically, I had all the tools, but mentally, I just didn't think of myself as being great. And uh, it was because of him, you know, bringing me in his office, and you'll read this in the book, mm-hmm. and, you know, telling me what I should do and, 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 you know, how great I can be and, you know, I can be the best player in the country. It's because of him that I, I said, you know, man, let's shut this old man up. Let's just go out and do what he has, you know, you <laughs> do and prove him wrong. And that was my whole deal. I was just going to go and work as hard as I could to prove him wrong. And and obviously I proved him very, very right. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, you know, um, I, I owe my life, you know, especially my sports life and, you know, to a certain degree, my life to, to coaches because if not for what those coaches did for me in high school, I can tell you that Tim Brown would have been a different kid. Wow. Well, praise God for those coaches and praise God for – Coach Lou Holtz. Um, well, folks, if you're just joining us now here on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting today with uh, Tim Brown, our NFL Hall of Famer, who's going to be speaking at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast on Thursday, December 20th. Yeah. Hey, Tim, um, you had mentioned there uh, kind of in your relationship with your dad, you were trying to be the best kid that you could be. Um, you know, and I think it's it's very common for us that, we, you know, we do want to be good people and we try our best in most cases. Um you know, but when it comes to a relationship with God through Jesus, um, you know, the, the reality is we're never going to reach that mark. And that, and that's that's the reason for him coming and, and why he wants to have a relationship with us um, is, is, is out of that, that relationship will flow an authentic and genuine heart and love. So um, if you don't mind, what, when was like the turning point, you know, in your in your story um, and you and you began a relationship with with Jesus? Well, that um, now look, I, I grew up a little differently. Probably, I grew up Church of God in Christ. I, you know, I grew up, you know, Pentecostal, you know, Holy Rollers, whatever you want to call us. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up in a in 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 a, in a you know going to church Wednesday, Friday, all day, uh, all day, all day Sunday. You know, leave leave the house at eight thirty, get home at ten o'clock at night, type. You know, and that's how I lived my life. And um, you know, it, it didn't bother me because that's that's what we did. That's just that's what that's what my mom did. My dad wasn't going to church with us, but <clears throat> so you know, from that standpoint, even though I may have had many appearances in a church, or you know, may have had many situations where I had encounters with 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 Christ, I never felt like I was I was walking the way Christ wanted me to walk. Mm. Um, so you know, so the situation with my dad. Uh, it turned, you know, during the time that I was starting to make that transition, but I hadn't fully made the transition yet. But what God was doing for me, he was revealing to me what my dad was going through and how my dad was dealing with stuff. And I can remember, you know, being led by the Spirit. The Spirit said to me, your father is doing the best he can do, mm-hmm. not the best he should be doing. You know, by 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 man's standards, he probably should be doing more, but he's doing the best he can do. And you sitting here wanting him to come way up here, and he's incapable of doing that. You know, and if you come down and uh, and and meet him halfway, you guys will have a, a relationship. And you know, and the final thing you know, God put on my heart was to go and apologize to him. Mm. You know, for the incident that happened at this point 12 years prior. And, you know, and I was all full of pride going, hey, wait a minute, hold up. I am the one that bought that house that he's living in. Mm. I'm the one that bought that car that he's driving. He Mm. should come and apologize to me. Mm. 
you know, and you know, and uh, God said, no, you need to go apologize to him. And and you know, when I when I when I you know humbled myself to the point where I could go to him and and say, hey, you know, I want you to forgive me for what happened twelve years ago. But I need you to be my father. I need you to be the man that I know you to be. Hmm. And from that time to the day he passed, we had an incredible relationship. But it took me humbling myself even then to get the situation. But it took a while because I was so, you know, going through high school, going through college, you know, my first couple of years in the league, I was doing all these incredible things. And still this brother wouldn't come and speak to me. And we had no relationship. You know, I, I was, you know, thought I was set to, to, to be like that for the rest of my life. But uh, thankfully, you know, God touched my heart and, um, you know, asked me to do something that I didn't think was possible to do. But uh, thankfully I did. Wow. That's great. Praise God. Well, Tim, um, I know that um, it's it's tough sometimes as we're walking with the Lord. Sometimes as humans, we um, we compartmentalize like our uh, you know the different parts of our life, our spiritual life on Sunday or home group times or Wednesday night, and then and then when we go to work or or, or we're coaching or if in or we're an athlete, you know we act a certain way in those different surroundings. And I, I guess I wanted to ask your your thoughts on on this process of of trying to do sports god's way and try to glorify god what what were some of the things that 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 god showed you in order to give god glory what are some of the things you walk through and how to how to do that and maybe there's some helpful things that some people listening today could uh could glean from from your experiences of and and trying to 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 merge those two things of being a Christian athlete and bringing God glory and not having those two things separated in our Christian life and our athletic life separated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one thing that I realized that what I was uh, embarking on as far as, you know, uh, living my life fully for, for God on a day to day basis uh, was that it was going to be difficult in an NFL locker room because um, there's so much uh, tomfoolery that goes on in a locker room. And most of the time I was right in the middle of that tomfoolery. Matter of fact, most of the time I brought the tomfoolery <laughs> into the locker room, if we'd be honest about it. And, uh, and all of a sudden now I was going to, to be somebody totally different. And, you know, I knew that that was going to be a challenge, but um, with God's help, with God's help, I knew that I could get through it. So, the first year was was really awkward. It was really weird. It was really different because it, everybody kept calling me out. Everybody kept saying, "Oh, oh, so you're not cursing no more, and you're not you're not you're not going to hang out with us at night." And I wasn't a drinker and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it wasn't something I had to deal with. Um, but and I just kept saying, "No, I, I'm not. You know, that's not uh, that's not what I want to do anymore." Mm-hmm. And and it's hard because you're the leader in the locker room. I was a captain of the team. I was a guy who was you know making the Pro Bowls and doing all this kind of stuff. And and all of a sudden now. Now, that guy is not the same guy that we had before. And um, so it was a very difficult path, man. But, you know, uh, God, God will always send you, man, exactly what you need. And and what, what he sent me was in the form of a, a, a little running back by the name of uh, Charlie Garner. Mm-hmm. And Charlie was initially my biggest uh, foe. 
uh, he was a guy that was calling me out. Oh, here, here come, here come, here come the preacher man. Here come the preacher man. In the locker room, everybody be quiet. The preacher man is here now. You know what I mean? And but what happened was towards the end of that year, he came up to me and said, "Tim, man, I've been in the locker room for a long time, but I've never seen anybody do this the way you're doing it." Hmm. And, and he asked me, what is it that's different about what you're doing than what other guys have tried to do? And and what ended up happening is, you know, that was the end of the season. Next year, Charlie comes in, and now he was my biggest ally, man. You know, I mean, wow. he was a guy when, 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 when I came around, hey, hey, Mr. Brown, he would say, Mr. Brown is here. You know, turn that music off or do this or do that. And, you know, and it, it was comical after a while. I mean, initially, but after a while, you started to realize this brother was dead serious about what he was saying. Right. And he had, he was giving me, and Charlie Garner can give Tim Brown that kind of respect because he was, he was only 5'8", you know, 195 pounds, but in the locker room, he was a giant. You know, he was one of those kind of guys. And uh, so, you know, I think, you know, when, when God sends you, you know, uh, what you need, you just have to run with it. So for me, you know, I knew that I was going to do everything that I could possibly do to uh, to be right because what God has showed me is that, oh, Timber, you think I got you here just for you? That's the problem here, and I, I may share some of this uh, when I when I'm there because this is the essence of my story. Is when I realized that everything God had been doing for me was for His glory and for for me to turn around and give Him glory for it. And, and not just in a way that, oh, I want to thank God, you know, when he, when he goes, I want to thank God for, you know, allowing me to get to a game. No, I need you to go out. You have the ability to speak. Go out and get in front of some men. You know, maybe you can get in front of some billionaire type men, you know, who 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 think they know what God is, you know, because they see God in their money. But maybe you can tell them. You know, if not for me, they wouldn't be in this position that they're in. And, you know, and I think from that standpoint, man, you know, it really got me hooked in. And I realized when I look back on all the things that happened in my life, that how God was setting me up to be exactly where he was. All the things that I had done in L.A. that I thought was so damnable and that I never wanted to remember, what what ended up happening the last four or five years of my career, when these young guys come in and they see Tim Brown, you know, being, you know, all you know, knotted up with his ties and this and that. Oh, Tim Brown, you ain't never cursed in your life. You ain't never did anything wrong in your life. But now I could remind them of all those things that I did when I was their age and tell them if God can save me from that, he can save you from that. So, I mean, God was just giving me a testimony, like, one after another, da-da-da. So anybody who came to me, you know, unless you talk about me, I got a drug problem, I get drunk every night, I can't help you with that because I ain't never been there. You know, but but for the most part, you were able to relate stories to 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 these these young athletes at the time, uh, and and like you said, be be able to to give God the glory for where you were standing at this particular point. Well, that's uh, that's neat story, and 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 it sounds like from what you're talking about, it it took some time. It wasn't just something that you said, but it was something that you did. It's what you were. It's what you. It was your. It was how you you acted over a period of time that people saw and, and that he saw. And uh, I know Les Steckel, former FCA president. He coached with the Titans. He was offensive coordinator well, for the Titans. Yes, and, very well. Uh, he talks about that integrity being the. Uh, you know, it's where the public and private life come together. And and as you were talking about that, um, that 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 quote from Les 
stuck in my brain. I mean, and, and that that sounds like what you did. You know, it was it was over time. It took some time. You can't just come in and say one thing and then do another. And and so, well, that's neat, Tim. Well, man, the time has flown by here, Tim, and we are so excited about you coming to Boise. We're just, uh, you know, we just really believe it's the Holy Spirit that that's directed us to, to have you come to Boise, be our speaker at the FCA Bowl Breakfast um, for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. So uh, we're, we're excited about you coming. And uh, folks, if you're interested in getting some more information about the Bowl Breakfast and you want to hear Tim um, there on Thursday morning, December 20th, uh, you can get that information at fcaidaho.org. Well, Sean, Tim, thanks for, for being on the show. Tim, thanks for making the time available to, to be on the phone with us today. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate the time. You bet. Well, God bless. We're going to be praying for you, Tim, and we're excited about what, what um, the Lord's going to deliver, the Holy Spirit delivering through you to the players and coaches and then all the other people in the community that will be attending that morning. So uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.